0: Of, but, so the idea is that you defeat the Yetzirah by uh, being grateful. Every time he sh- a person shows, they appreciate a different aspect of what Hashem has done for us. So then they can defeat these different ways of attack of the Yetzirah. But the question really is, how did they, uh, the rabbis uh, take a chance on him? In other words, they, they didn't invite him and left him alone to sleep in the shul, knowing that this uh, demon was going to get him. And he said it was a miracle that he managed to overcome him. Uh, so the marshal learns that they knew that he was so holy that the demons didn't stand a chance. So they was the knew. I had. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He, he he was being humble and saying, "Well, this was a miracle." Right. But they knew they, that he was. Uh, right, but he, right.
1: That, but they also yeah. knew they were putting him in danger.
0: So they yeah, felt that they were wrong. That's right. The, That's yeah. A, right. Right. <laughs> you go. That's right. That's they, I think Rabbi uh, Wine quotes from the Kutz. He says, "Like uh, I'm, I'm more, a person who's a tzaddik who knows he's a tzaddik. We're in trouble because the tzaddik doesn't oh, think he's right. a tzaddik, yeah, You right, know, right. so he, he didn't. Th- he said I'm in danger because he thought that he wasn't so holy. They knew that if he was going to sleep there, that the uh, the demon didn't stand a chance."
1: That's right, how do you, how do you, uh, (laughs) Uh,
0: exactly. Uh, Okay, let's, uh, start, uh, four lines from the bottom. We're talking about getting married young, and the advantages to it, uh, the disadvantage is you've got to take care of a house, and that's, you've got to go work, and uh, that puts a much bigger yoke on a person to care for a household, and uh, you have less time for learning. Uh, that's the disadvantage. The advantage is the person doesn't think of sinning. They have a wife, and they, uh, uh, they don't have to worry that they're going to find a wife, and the, uh, uh, this keeps them from what's called hir thinking about sin. So Omar Rabbah, four lines from the bottom. The King Tanibe Mi Ad Hafshanana, until 20 years old, Yoshiva Kotishborko, Adam Adamm Hashem sits and waits. Masa Yisa isha. When is he going to get married? Kimema Chegeya Khf, once he hits 20 years old, he's over the hill. forget it. Vollo na, He didn't get married yet. All my tepakatsmosov, Let his bones rot. or swell. <laughs> the pressure's on. The pressure's on, that's right. Omarofkhista. Rav we all know Rav was the great, uh, one of the greatest. He said, how did I get there? And what's interesting is if you're like a teacher, you could look at the classes like everybody starts at the same place. There are a lot of people in that who had equal talents at that age. So how was it that he, got, he was greater than his friends? Haida Difi mechavroi, that which I succeeded more than my friends, is because they got married young. That's what he did. You know what? I got married at 16, the see Bishitzer. I got married at 16, I didn't have a Yatahara. I was able to learn, that's how I became Ravchista. But what a shame, had I only got married at 14, ah, then Havamin, as we turn to today's page, 38, then I would have told the satan, I could have shot arrows in your eye, uh, I, I would have messed with him, <laughs> that's what he's trying to say, like, uh, um, uh, so the, uh, there's, see the Rashi, the question really means, what does it mean? I would shoot arrows in the eyes of the sultan. Have the sultan. Hayisi I, would, I would mess with him. The sultan who yetsahara, below Never, it didn't happen that he was able to catch me to sin. When a person is not married, uh, there's another yetsahara that a person has, uh, and it's, uh, it's very difficult to avoid that. Omer Rava Rava said to Rav Al Bar-Ami, while your hand is still on your son's neck, uh, which means basically when he will still listen to you. There's a Rashi here, two lines from the top. While your hand is on his neck, kifa, while you have a strong hand on your son, he still needs you before he grows up. Uh, below, once he grows up, he's not going to listen. But while you got him under your control, marry him off. He's while he's still listening, then you got to. Then what is that? A's Mishitzer ad eshem from 16 until 22. Then you got a chance. If you wait till after 22, then he's not going to listen to you anymore. You had your chance. You had your chance. That's right. Um, The uh, there is a Rashi here. Let's see the Rashi mishitzar from 16 shanim hege is manelokana he's ready to get married with yose but once he's 22 don't delay lachin akhar adyas the re bishash o yose kefo love have izur limotokha he's going to listen to you and when is that that's from the um time that he's uh, 16 until 22 but the machine now less than 16 ain't bo das the kabotokha's kokah less than 16 they have no deeper knowledge to really listen to you. It's like talking to the wall. You know, Lesson 16, they're just, you know, they they don't have the DAS to really understand what you're saying. Um, It's not a good time to lay on the heavy afflictions and the rebuke. And more than 22, Maybe he'll kick. Uh, I'm out of here. I don't need to hear this kind of stuff anymore. Their parents are always <coughs> criticizing me. So ideal stage is, according to this view, is between 16 and 22. Uh, next view in the Gemara, some people say they modify that. They have, mitimni, for, sorry, from 18 until 24. There is a debate about this. Trade each child according to his way. When is that? 16 till 22 and one said 18 until arba until 24 ad um, there is a view in agadato whenever there's two opinions they're both true you know, maybe talking about different different kind of kids or, or or for different things the 16 to 22 the 18 to 24 ad all right so how much Torah do you got to teach him? We said that a father has to teach his, you know, like the you teach him a trade so he knows how to do a trade, right? Or you teach him to swim, he can swim. How much Torah do you got to teach him? So Amravid Shmuel he says, well, let's look at one of the famous um famous father sons, Kigon ben Dad. Uh here we said um uh here we're talking about a grandson. Um the uh there was a famous grandfather his name was Zvulan, the son of Dan. Shilamdo avi aviv. His grandfather taught him mikra, chumash, mishnah, Torah Shabalpeh, Talmud, Gemara, Halachas, Uh Basically, the whole, everything. You've got to teach him everything. So, Maceveh, where's the question? You've got to teach him everything? Didn't we learn lamdo mikra? Once you teach him chumash, ain't Malamdo Mishna? mishnah. You don't have to go any further. That's enough. Um... So uh, what are we saying over here that you got to go? Uh, you got to go um, all the way. So uh, which one is it? So Amar Mikra Zu Torah. And what is Mikra? Mikra refers to Torah. Um, Rashi says, "Velo You don't even have to teach him all of Tanakh. Just that's, chumash. That's enough. So do you have to go all the way like Zulam and Dan, or do you not have to go all the way? So the Gemara answer is really. Kizvulin, what we meant is the following. We meant something special about Zvulun, the son of Dan, but we didn't mean everything special about Zvulun, the son of Kizvulan, ben Dan, Shalom Avi Avi. His grandpa taught the grandson. That's what was special. You spe- learn from him that the grandfather should try to teach the grandson. For lo ben Dan, but not like him, the Iluhassim, over there, he taught him the whole shebang. Mikra, Mishnah, Talmud, Lo, the goddess. The the minimum requirement is mikre Just make sure to teach them uh, chumash.
1: That? Yeah, I, I would say the overriding majority are not able to teach their children directly. Uh, so I assume this includes this means hiring someone to be able to teach the child. Is that correct? That's correct.
0: yeah some of the, they speak that out as well. The,
1: which, which is why yesterday when we talked about uh, a mother not having the obligation, she, I assume that it meant. She couldn't teach, doesn't have the obligation to teach her son directly, but does she have to hire somebody to teach him, or does the same thing apply that that's considered as though it's the person who's hiring the individual to be the shaliach, so it's like the shaliach is teaching, and therefore, in yesterday's case, she didn't have wouldn't have to hire someone either.
0: Um, she's not obligated. We're just saying that they don't have an obligation, a chiyaf, um... It doesn't mean it's not the proper thing. It means that um, sometimes a person can have an excuse and say, I'm exempt, I'm busy doing other things, I'm taking care of the baby, I'm taking care of the other children, I'm nursing, you can't expect me to go out and hire a malamed or, or, or work on the side. A father, we don't let him off so easy. We say he's got to find a way. The mother, if she's taking care of the kids and she's doing other stuff, she, she can say, I'm busy. Yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. We, she's not obligated it definitely um, would be proper and a good thing, you know, this, especially like, as you say, Richard, that you're not doing it yourself, you're hiring someone. So, of course, wouldn't she, if there's no father learning with a kid, wouldn't she be obligated to uh, hire somebody to teach the kid? The kid needs to be taught. But the, the Torah didn't put that as an obligation. That, that's, that's all. It's not what we call a chiyav. It's a, and, again, the differences would be if they have an excuse or an exemption, whereas... Um, a uh, father has to find a way to make sure that his kids uh, get their learning in. We're saying the minimum, though, is Chumash. Why
1: didn't Don teach? teach I don't know.
0: Where was done. That's a good yeah, question. I mean, I mean, why is I mean, Grandpa I mean, taking mean, over? That's right. I don't know. That's it. But Abi, so now the Morris says, who says grandparents got going to do this? You don't have to teach the grandkids. I, there's a different pastor that says, you will teach your sons and sons of your sons. That's teaching you something else. When you teach your children, when you pass on the link, when you carry it on, the Torah gives you credit like you keep it going for all generations. That's from the, you, you, you make sure that when you teach it over, you see yourself as a link. You got it from your father, you're transferring it to your son
1: one more jump in, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. On that passage, we've we learned before that grandchildren are considered your bunny.
0: Right, right. I mean,
1: when it says, that, that's, that's like in conflict with that other learning.
0: Correct. That, that in a certain way, that's what the Gemara is asking, that there seems to be contradictions about it. So the Gemara answers, "Who there's different opinions about it. And the, he goes like the Fetanya, I only know you got to teach your children. Uh, uh, how do you know you're, you're obligated towards your grandchildren? I. Ah, why does it say your children? It means your sons and your grandsons, but you're not obligated to teach your granddaughters. That's the. Uh, but apparently, Ki Aitana means there's two views on the matter. I'm not sure if he's arguing this either, or he's just talking about uh, there's a big benefit to it, to teaching your grandson. He's not saying you're obligated. He's saying, when you teach your grandson, it's like he gets it from Harsinai. That's uh, one thing to learn Torah from, uh, to get Torah from God himself. When you get Torah from your grandpa, that means you're getting it from the chain, from the you're getting it from Harsinai. And right afterwards it says, Yo, monsieur It connects it to Harsinai. There's there's a something unique about um, you know, being in that uh, um, my grandfather passed away when I was very young, but I was at his Passover stator. I remember that. I felt like I felt that link at least, you know, that I had uh, you know, but when you're able the person is able to learn from their grandfather, they that goes all the way back to Harsinai. Uh, there was a story, Yeshua ben Levi was the grandfather, and uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the son was late for school, so he ran out of the house to get him to cheder. They didn't have buses or cars in those days, and uh, he didn't have time to get dressed properly. He threw a cloth on his head. He just uh, put a sheet on his head and ran him to catch the bus. And he brought him to where he had to learn. So, Amale, my coolie high. I mean, rabbi leaving the house like that, you know, with a sheet on your head, you get arrested for that today. You know, he was wearing a sheet. I don't know, like, uh, 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 there is a Rashi here about what the sheet what was going on. But basically, he didn't take the time to get dressed. He, he, he didn't want him to be late for school, so he ran him in. Um, Rashi, it's uh, towards the middle of the page. It really wasn't a good turban, like, that you could wrap your head. Oh, look, he was just a cover. Al-Rosh but he shouldn't go bareheaded. He he didn't even take the time to wrap on. Apparently, you got to know how to wrap it right, you know, to have the turban fit, you know. The, um, it's not easy, right? So, um, he ran out, and they said, oh, come on, were you in such a rush, you couldn't get dressed? Omele Mi Zucha might but... He said, why is it a little thing, that which the Torah says, I wanted my grandson to get it from Sinai. This is interesting because it kind of speaks to what Richard was saying. He wasn't actually learning with him, but he was taking him to the base medrash. Um, so after this, Rokhia said, wow, that you really, it's, a, it's such a unique thing if a grandparent can be involved in the grandson's learning Torah. Lo toim he wouldn't eat a thing ademikri umosva until he reviewed with his grandson, and umosva he learned something new. Then he would go eat. Um, now the the interesting thing is, I, I today we don't usually do this for breakfast. Rashi doto a little bit of meat on the coals. They used to eat in the morning. I always think of Jeff House. What? They that's inflation- Yeah, today I think it's because of coffee or something. But it says that Rashi says that they used to eat a little bit of meat on the coals in the morning to get them going. I
1: remember my doing that. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> grab a bite of meat. I got it just today. What? Right off the, bat. Right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's because we have coffee or whatever. We're not into inflation, sorry, But they would have a little bit of meat right off the bat to give them energy. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: I remember when I used to have carpool for for rehearsal. I used to uh, say over in the Varto for the kids in the car with the, with the, with the, with the left. There,
0: oh, very good, yeah. right? Rava Barhuna Lo toim Umsta Ademaisinu. He didn't he didn't eat anything until he brought his child. He didn't even eat that little piece of meat on the coals until he brought his child to the base match. of Efsab Mishum Rishu Ben Chananya. It's a funny word to to learn vishinantam we say it so often we forget it's not a it's not the usual word vishinantam what does that
1: mean uh, so
0: that's what we're going to explain So I'll take so he wants to say vishinantam could mean from the word shani double he says don't read it double he says it means multiples it means when you learn you triple triple you what is it? low let me it means that you should <laughs> not learn just one thing, but you should triple it. Shlish uh, B'mikra, spend one-third in Chumash, Shlish Mishnah, one-third in Mishnah, Shlish uh There's different types of learning, and you should make sure to do a well-rounded education, a third of each. So the Morris says, only one problem. How, how do you know how many years? Nobody knows exactly how much time they have. So how do you divide up the learning like that? So the Morris said, you divide the days. You um, divide the days. Okay, now before we go further, let's take a look at Tosos here. So, the Gemara seems to be advising that when you learn, don't learn just one kind of learning, just the verses, just the Mishnah, just the Gemara, but uh, but divide it up evenly so that this way you are well-rounded, a little bit of each. So, let's see Tostos. Uh So, he quotes a Rashi uh, that, uh, Yemei Hashabis, the days of the week, Shnei yami mikra learn two days chumash, shnei yami mishnah two days mishnah, and yami gemara. That's what he wants to say. Folone here atosus says he says I don't that's I don't does I don't agree. Deem kain achati matzel Mifra. How do you know if you're going to live how many what day of the week is a person going to die? Like how do they know how do they know exactly? It's still not a perfect science. V'nir nearly lefarish. So he wants to say. That yom every day itself you should divide in threes. There's that, the Rebbe Shmo Lomar, where we try to say psukim and Mishnah and Gomorrah. Uh, so, why don't we do that? Why don't we spend a third of the day on Chomish, a third, you know, divide, you know, four daf Yomi? Let's have Chomish Yomi and Mishnah Yomi and Gomorrah Yomi. Why why do we do it this way? All right? The rabbinic Tab says shanu samkhan the Gemarantan Sanhedrin says bovel that if you learn Babylonian gemara the word bovel means mixed balula Bamikra, Bamishna gemara uh, the gemara bovel as long as you learn Babylonian gemara you get a little bit of everything so you're you're perfectly well rounded if you learn uh, talmud Bavli. Yeah, balanced, diet. balanced diet okay
1: your doesn't provide that
0: I think Yushami does too. Yeah. I think uh, it's, yeah. I guess, of learning it's Gemara. That, then. It's
1: not an acronym. What they used in Babali is an acronym?
0: The, the word Babal, right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
1: <didn't fit> <laughs> right.
0: Right, right. So that was his idea. You should do what? Basically, that that's Gemara, you find a little bit of everything. You know, really all the, um, you know, that's, that's what he, okay. La'ola, uh, so one second. Oh, so then the Gemara says, Le-fikak. therefore, Since there's, um, uh, uh, what is therefore? So usually therefore connects the first thing to the second thing. But let's do Rashi. Rashi saves the day here. This is something else. Even though it sounds like, um, he says, um, in other words, this is an unconnected teaching about the learning of Torah. But it's not connected directly to the third about dividing the days in thirds. He says there was a nickname for the great scholars, they called them counters they would count the letters of the Torah. I remember they used to say that the word the vav in gochon in the, the word gochon is exactly half the letters of the Torah. Dorish, uh, Dorish, Moshe the word Dorosh is half the words in the Torah. Vizgalach uh, is half the psukim. The ayin of the yar is half of Tehillim. The Tehillim is a little Torah by the way. The five books of Tehillim uh, matches the five books of Torah. Vuruchim and ketz is half the psukim. So boy, Rav Yosef, Vav Da Gochan, he says, well, if that's half, uh, there's an even number of letters. Is it from this half or that half? O'Melei um, says, well, let's get a Sefer Torah and figure it out and start counting. Mila, Omarava didn't Rav Marachana say the best way to do it is Lo Sham. They didn't step foot from there until they brought a Sefer Torah and they counted. O'Melei, Inu, B'Ki'i B'Chaseiris V'Yaseiris. They knew there's certain letters that are missing or extra. And we have to know which ones to count. and lo bakim, we don't know how to count. So even if we counted the letters, we might not know exactly to the letter or two, we might be off. But what about the word? Mehagi says it from this side or that side. We should be able to get the psukim and know how to figure out if the pasuk is from this side or that side. So the more answers, no, we actually, the psukim also, how to divide them up, we're not experts. The ki asar, Pasuk L'Hikra, there's one Pasuk that he counted as three. That's Shos HaPzukim. V'yom R'Hashem HaMoshe, that's one. Hinei Anoki Bo'ylecha Ba'ava Anan is, Hinei Bo'ylecha is two. Ba'ava Anon, he learns that, is, divides that up into three. There's more to that Pasuk. So, it's not so simple to count the letters and count the words, uh, but there is the science of that. Tana Rabba Anocha, Mishalaf, Mishmona, 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 Pzukim. There is um, 5,800 and 88 psukim in the Torah, ha-psuke sefer Torah, yeselav tilim, as eight more, chasem en adivrei yayom, and adivrei eight less. Tan rabbanan, our rabbis learn vishinantam, shidever Torah mechudadim, getting back to what does vishinantam mean, so again, before we darshaned, it means multiple, you should learn multiple way, you know, Torah, Mishnah, and Gemara. Now we're saying, no, what does it teach you from the word shinan, sharp? You should learn Torah sharply, shim yishalchala adam Dover. If somebody asks you don't hesitate. and get spit it out. Uh, don't, don't sit there. I don't know. Da, 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 mumble yourself. It should be clear to you. you'll be able to to spit it out. Um, let's see. Um, well, we'll see if we have time for it, sister. Now, as it says, Omarla Turn the page. A person should say to wisdom, "You're my sister." What does it mean that you're my sister? Um, just like you, you know your sister, you should know your wisdom. Rashi If somebody would ask you, can you marry your sister? I don't remember. So you know you can't marry your sister. So you, you're, you should also know all the halachas of, of, of what's permitted and what's forbidden, just like you know you're your sister. That's one, uh, one explanation. Now let's finish Rashi. Inami misafedekro, Modi labina tikra, shitei yidu alach. You, just like you know your family members, you should know Torah should be your family members. They, um, uh, the, you know, the great tzaddik Chaim Kanyevsky, who passed away, who knew the whole Torah. They said his father used to sing him the Gemaras for nursery rhymes, like he would say. You know, he would go like he, he he never had mother goose he didn't waste any time on that. He, you know he knew what he, he he knew abayan Rava, and he knew the Zbachu uh, and it was, uh, it, was really, it was really amazing that in our time there could be somebody like that, but that's, uh, that's who he was okay. The Kashma it's it says tie them on your fingers, Kasuma Becha write them on uh, write them in the, uh, on the uh, the notebook of your heart. The Omar, and it saysKkiiya Gibor, just like arrows, you know when you, um, the, they say like a person has only so many arrows in his quiver, that means like what are the weapons at your disposal so uh, weapons are 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 the things that give you advantage <coughs> over the enemy so so Torah is compared to the arrows in uh, in the hands of a mighty person, Cain Benram, so too are the days of your youth when you 're able to fill them with torah you 're able to uh, uh, the uh, Rashi says your students, uh, so the uh, those are your arrows. Your arrows are sharp. People will fall. That your quiver will be filled with these arrows. You'll be able to take care of your enemies in the gate. We're going to see in a minute. The enemy is the Yitzhara. Basically, if a person fills himself with Torah they can withstand the onslaught of the, uh, the challenges of life. Uh, what are the enemies at the gates? What is that? omar, b'arava, Even a father and a son, rav, and talmid, o'sha'osim, Torah, Bashar, they're learning Torah in the gates. Ech nasa they become enemies to each other. They start, um, uh, they, they yell at each other they're enemies. and Misham but, uh, by the end, they don't finish until they love each other, Shinera as Basufa, Basufa al-basof in the end. and uh, my yeshiva, tells that the uh, they, they were named after in europe they they emphasized learning uh um, out loud. And uh, they would argue with each other. It was common in the study hall to people, see people yelling at each other, like, to you know, to be really, like, you know, strong, you know, the uh, and uh, it was, uh, even in a class, if a teacher said something that you felt was not correct, you would get up and you would uh, uh, say, but how could that be? And it, it was look, It was encouraged to um, feel that Torah was important enough that if you felt strongly to voice your opinion, and that was the, uh, um, and uh, the, the, uh, they, uh, my, my gifter always used to say that uh, once the the janitor they had a non-Jewish janitor he he saw the students yelling at each other and he like all of a sudden put himself in the middle he thought they were going to kill each other you know he like that he didn't he didn't realize like you know in Torah people would get animated and I I saw even the the older rabbi, <laughs> you know they would have like a guest lecture they would start you know they would get at it you know cuz that to them this was important you know but it wasn't that they were really angry with each other they were trying to come to the truth and therefore they were arguing the point and they you know they uh that was that that's that, in certain circles that's that uh, if Torah is important, you you feel strongly about it. You want to you know you, if you feel somebody's saying something that isn't true, you, then it's important that it be corrected. Or but even if you d- have disagreements, in the end you love each other. That's that's the that's the vision of the Gemara. Tanravbanu vsamtam different. What does this word samtam mean? Samtam. It's a whole medicine. Nimshul Torah kasamchaim. The Torah is the medicine of life. Mushal Adam shihika es an example would be a father that whacks his kid, Makagadola, big whack. bo Bobatiyama, and he gives him a band-aid for his wound. beni, he says, My son, Kosman. Unfortunately, we're we're the ones that get whacked. Hashem gives us a big whack. He gives us a Yetzirah. He gives us a big wound. And it's got to heal, meaning that uh it's gonna affect all of us. But Hashem gave us the fix for the uh, for this big wound that we have. He says, He said, As long as you leave the band-aid on, you can have normal, everyday life. You can eat what you want, you can drink what you want. For you can bathe in whole cold water, hot water. You don't have to worry about infection. But if you take it off, then it's going to get infected and uh, you're in big trouble. This is what Hashem says to the Jewish people. I want you to know I created in you a Yetzhara, and it's on you, it's in you. And it's gonna uh if you if you don't keep the cover on, it's gonna make you sick. But the Torah. but I created the remedy. The Torah is the medicine as long as you learn Torah, you won't be given over. I mean, you meet people that you know that the Yetzirah has them exactly where he wants them. I mean, you can see the people that they are totally in the control of the Yetzirah. He says, but Torah keeps you, you're able to, to fight Shilema. It says, the Pesach says, if you want to do good, you can. But if you don't learn Torah, that's it, forget it. You will be given over. rovis." And uh, not only will you be given over Shikol Maser Matnabach. Everything you do will be in the Yetsahara business. Shinamur, as it says, Baylatus Imata Roza, but uh if you want, you could rule over him. Shinamur of Atim Shuba. Tanarabana and our rabbis learned. Uh Kasha Yetsahara. The Yet is not easy. He's hard. He's he's tough. Shafilu Yitzro, even the one who created him, Kora Ra, calls him nasty. Shinamarki Yetsulev Adam Ra Minura. The Yetzahura is really Ra. Viomar of Yitzh Yetzushara Miskadashalamba Koyom. He says the Yetzahara tries new things every day. He comes, he's new, he comes in a shanama rak rakoyom. He says the Yetzahura is stronger than it overcomes a person and gets ready to kill him. (inaudible) Killing a person is spiritually. Without God's help, (inaudible) you wouldn't be able to fight against him. (inaudible) Hashem doesn't leave you, but you need (inaudible) Hashem's help. But no, he taught, (inaudible) if this disgusting Yitzhah grabs you, so (inaudible) pull him to the study hall. Take him to the study hall. Some people ask exactly what that means. You know, take the Yitzhakar to the base uh, uh, you know, We don't need the Yitzhakar in the base medrash. But um uh, so, Im Evan, and if he's hard as a stone, don't, no problem, stones can dissolve. What if he's iron? he meets iron he breaks up. <laughs> my words are like fire just like the uh, the blacksmith breaks up the the iron so too the the Torah can break up the If he's so the antidote for the itahhora is is torah they, they they say that like um there were many people with the that um, in, in Europe, because they, uh, people were starving and they, they didn't have enough food, they had to work from morning till night. And even then it wasn't enough. They really couldn't get an education. And so a lot of those people came here. They were very pious, but they had no learning. They really didn't. Why you do? I don't know. That's how we did it over there. And uh, it disappeared. It didn't last. You know, the Yiddishkeit just, just it got blown over. They, they assimilated. Whereas if people had, once they were able to get the Torah over here, so with Torah, you have a chance. You know, you can fight the Yitzhar. Okay. Then we said parents have to marry a kid off. How do you know you got to marry your kids off? Dixiv, um as it's written, Kachu nashim, take wives for your kids, Volidu and they'll have grandkids. Kachu I'm sorry, take take wives yourself and have sons and daughters, and then take uh, take for your sons' wives and you'll have grandkids. Ves and give your, your daughters to men to marry. So bishlema, I understand how you can have your sons marry biado. You tell them go get married. Their sons listen to you, and they go get a wife. Ella bita But you need the man has to go want to take the wife. So you can How do you force somebody to marry your daughter? So u'mor shachak kamar Give her beautiful things, we'll love she and dress her up, and give her some wealth, ki the custom that people will want to marry her. Lambda umnis, and you got to teach him a trade. How did he know that? It says, See life with the wife that you love. Uh, if it refers to the real wife, in other words, this is Kohelis, there so were a lot of metaphors, but if he's referring to your wife, just like you're obligated to get married, to have your child get married, you got to teach him a trade. So im Torah, who if the wife is the Torah, keshem shechayv l'md Torah, just like you're obligated to teach him Torah, either just like you're obligated to marry him off, you got to teach him a trade, or just like you got to teach him Torah. Also, chayv l'md umnos, you have to teach him a trade. Um, this is uh, it is uh, important. What happened was that there was a whole generation that didn't teach Torah, that only taught a trade, that only talked about college and getting an education, because in Europe people were starving and didn't have anything. And they forgot to teach Torah. So then the pendulum swung around, and now we got people teaching Torah and not teaching a trade, which yeah, is also not good. You know. And so it's a uh, it, uh, people uh, have to remember to do both. Reish Lakshish says, no, mm-hmm. you got to teach him to swim. My time on it, You need that to, uh, uh, to live. Rabbi Yehud Omar, Kosheinu Malamdo, Umnis Malamdo, Listas, he says, if you don't teach him a trade, it's as if you taught him to be a crook. The Morris teaching It's as if you taught him my benay- Do all
1: these guys have trades? All these rabbis that are—they were all like.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were self-supporting. They, they had day jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They were wealthy um, the Some were,
0: some were. Yeah, it was a real combination. You had a real—we had no, you know, social. You know, the wealthy people were, were learning with the poor people. Right, it was, yeah. 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 So uh, what's the difference? They both agree that you have to teach him how to make a living. The so Gemara says, I'm Can you teach him business? So Rashi says, "Business, you don't always have business." So let's see, Rashi, "Eat um, iska im limdu latanakama According to Tanakama, if you, as long as you can make money, he won't be a robber. to No, you have to teach him a skill. The kama pomim loba Business, there's the off-season. I mean, there are times when there's no business. But I'm him, so that'll be a crook. So you have to teach them something that's good, whether the economy is good or the economy is bad.
1: They want a consistency versus the seasonal
0: Correct, life. that's the debate. Yeah. Um, a lot of people open stores. My grandparents had a little, because this way they wouldn't go hungry. That was like the thought, yeah. if you, you know, if you, at least you'll have food. Because that was like the one, food security was like the main um, but there has to be something, you know. There, there are certain skills that are, are on and off. Like sometimes they're needed, and sometimes they're not. But if you, certain trades, they'll, they'll always be needed. I don't know exactly what those trades are, but it's, uh, thing, <laughs> right, that's so right. In
1: the south, it was
0: all. Must the Jews have haberdash-free uh, clothing yeah, store? Right uh, I, right, yeah. I guess everybody needs clothing. Smart business. That's right. Call mitzvahs a band. uh so then. We uh, we talked about the father to the son, and now we're talking about the son. What's the second half? Mai call mitzus av. What are the mitzvah of the father? Elay ma call mitzuchaev abolim'if. We're talking about the dad to the son. Nashim Kayovas are women khaiev. The mother's got to do it too. an Anchai Manolamolubdosa. Avivin Y Molo. The dad has to do it, not the mother. So how could this is what it means to say. Call of. Ben Lasos If all the mitzvahs that a child has to do for his parents, there it's equal, Ech and Hanashim, whether it's sons or whether it's daughters, they're obligated. Let's bring a proof, Ish I only know a boy, Isha and how do we know a daughter too? Kishua Marty Rau, they will fear them. Hare Kanshnaim. It's both. Ay, why does it say a man has to honor his parents? The answer is, each suffer sip a man, he can. This it's it's in his hands to honor his parents. Uh there's nobody stopping him. He's the man of the family. He can go take care of his parents. Whereas a woman ain't sub. It's not always up to her. <speaking in Hebrew> she's got to take care of her husband first. So if her husband uh, wants to live somewhere else or needs to live somewhere else, so she's got to go with him, uh, and she doesn't able to take care of her parents. <speaking in Hebrew> if they get divorced. And she doesn't have a husband, so then they're, they're equal. The woman has the equal obligation like a man. Shavu, don rabbanu never kavod es avicha your parents, but never kavod es Hashem mehontcha anu avla aim There's a comparison between honoring your parents, to honoring Hashem. Never ishva v'tiro. It says fear your parents, and never Hashem is fear God. Also tavid hishva kosto it compares fearing your parents to fearing God. There's a. Uh, Basically the people that brought you in this world your parents and God you fear and you show honor. avimo don't curse your parents you'll be kemer ish don't curse God. it mentions even though it uses the word blessing it's cuz we don't want to say cursing your parents that's a birkas uh, av means the cursing of your parents to the the cursing of Hashem. But why doesn't it make that same comparison when it says hitting your parents because the answer is you can't hit Hashem. The parents and God are three partners. And so therefore a person by honoring his parents, they're honoring his maker. They're, he's honoring Hashem. The three partners in the creation of man. God, his father, and his mother. If a person respects and shows honor to their parents, Omar Baruch Hu, I consider it like I am living there, and they're honoring me by honoring the parents. It's natural for a son to show more honor to his mother over his father. We'll leave this for tomorrow. Sometimes fathers have to be strict, and therefore sometimes uh, the mothers can always be sweet and nice. And so sometimes there's a natural... Uh, sometimes there's a natural resentment towards fathers. Fathers got to do what they got to do. And so we'll see that they're supposed to show respect to the fathers, even if they have that resentment. Okay, we'll stop here.